Welcome to the Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. This is Molly with your latest edition of the Marn Report. And today I am joined by Miss Kim Johnson. She is with the ID card section with DHR here on Fort Stewart. And we would like to talk about the ID card renewal process. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here with me well, today, thank you Kim. For what I really want to know is, so when COVID first kicked off, we saw the ID card sections on both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield go into a bit of an altered state right. because everything shut down, which meant that people that had ID cards that were expiring quickly earned a little bit of a grace period. Is they that did. right? They did. Okay, but come the end of this month, that grace period is over. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that and, and what this means for people who, who are about to experience having an expired ID card. So when COVID kicked off, the best way we knew to accommodate everybody was they put out the extension of ID cards. They actually extended them twice for expired cards from January 2020 all the way up through October 31st, 2021. So we did get to reduce staff, but... In that, we also adopted the remote service. Okay. And that is what we're continuing to do now. So these cards that are expiring here in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and everybody's going to go into a panic. Hopefully not. I think we've been on top of it. But we do offer the remote service or we do recommend you call and get that appointment scheduled. You can renew your card within 30 days of the expiration if it's okay. already expired. Please reach out to us at our front desk at 912-767-4909 or you call me directly at 912-767-9060. Awesome. Be glad to help you either schedule an appointment if that's what you prefer or talk about the remote service. It's pretty good. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that remote service. What is it? The remote service is everything is emailed in to myself or my assistant, Cherie Woods. The documents are mailed in. It's pretty simple. If it's a renewal for a spouse, it's... Like a driver's license, the current ID, and a picture from shoulders up looking forward for the ID, and the sponsor's front and back of his cat. That's kind of verifying that you are he knows you are. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. The turnaround there is usually, I would say, within 24 hours, but 72 hours, and at max, if there's system issues or we're just overran, it's like 72, or seven days. It's what we ask you to give us, but it's never been seven days, as long as we have everything. And if you're missing something in there or the attachments don't come through, we email you direct and say, hey, you know, don't attach it Google Drive or anything. Make sure it's PDF attachments. Yeah. And we get it done and we email you right back and tell you, just come up and pick up your new card and bring your old card for exchange. And you sign it and you're gone. Okay, so that's amazing. What I'm hearing is that I don't have to go and wait in line and go through that painstaking process of having to do something face-to-face. If- or the bigger thing is getting there, waiting, and then find out the system went down. True. <laughs> you True. made your appointment, True. you cleared your calendar, and then we all know rapids. It's unpredictable, yeah. so yes, this is another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That is very cool. A total game changer for everyone out there who needs to renew their ID card. And also for you guys, because, I mean, I think all of us have waited in line at least once to get an ID card, and, yes. and that really is a very long process for both sides of the coin. Correct. Wow. Okay. That's very cool. And so you said something that really piqued my interest. 
You can email your own picture in. Yes, you can. E you take a picture, you know, like your phone or whatever, and attach it as a PDF. You don't like that picture you take? Take another one. You have that option with it emailing it in. Correct. Yeah, that's great because I can tell you I'll be doing that next time because I look like a prisoner on my cat card. <laughs> Not going to lie. That is so cool. Yes. So is that something that's going to last for forever? Or is that something just to kind of hold you guys over because you have such a large influx of folks renewing their cat Like I said, we right adopted now? it right when COVID kicked off and it has really went wide open. I mean, we have had a really great response for it. Yeah. We're toppling two, three hundred, possibly more a month of those. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, it's been, we've had no negative of it. Yeah. And um, we walk them through if we're not getting it right. So, yeah, it's something, if, if it can continue, we're looking into doing it. If we get word that we need to cut back on it, then we will. But from what I've been told from my higher office is, it's working for your site, continue doing it. It's, <laughs> it's up to each site. Correct. Yeah, that is very, very cool. And then just for anybody who still wants to come in and see you guys, how do they make an appointment? They can call 912-767-4909, which is our front desk. Sure. Be patient. It's only one line, so you probably get a lot of busy signals. Yeah. If you really need to get a hold of somebody, you can reach out to me at 912-767-9060. Okay. Be patient with me. I'm running across the hall or wherever, but I will eventually get there. And yeah. there, I do have a voicemail too, so I will call you back. Great. Or you can reach out and give me, shoot me an email, and I can answer any questions you have. My email is Kimberly S as in Sierra dot Johnson thirty six dot ctr at mail dot mail. Awesome. And then, can you make an appointment online? You can. It's a bit of a struggle there. This yeah. new site that they did is kind of you put Fort Stewart and can't find it or whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a little bit, but some people are able to do it with their phones. Yeah. And some others are able to do it through the computer. But okay. if you have an issue, just give us a call. We'll help you through it. Cool, cool. So practice a little bit of patience mm -hmm. if you want to go and renew online. If not, you can give give these ladies a call. Super friendly, ready to help you guys through this whole process. Mm -hmm. And Kim, is there anything else that you would like to add about the renewal process? No, just we know it's coming. We have been pretty proactive with it. Yeah. We haven't been pushing people back saying, no, you wait till it expires. We've been pretty proactive, so it shouldn't be too much of a hiccup. Like I said, reach out to us. We'll get you taken care of before that card expires. Or if it's already expired, we'll make you a priority to get you in there. Well, we appreciate all that you guys are doing. I know that you have been slammed. This is not an easy job to have, <laughs> but it's a, it's necessary. I mean, everybody needs an ID card to get exactly. on post and to receive all of their benefits. Correct. So Correct. unsung heroes, a Fort Stewart, Hunter <laughs> on Airfield right thank here. You. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I appreciate it so much. And next up, guys, after this break, we are going to hear from Kevin. Then, and Lieutenant Colonel John Caterino, the DES commander, about what happens if you decide not to renew your CAC or your ID card. And let me tell you, you're going to want to listen up and you're definitely not going to want to let that go by. You're going to want to be sending in your selfies and all of your paperwork I to do, Kim and her team. Yeah, I do have a comment with that. Sure. We have had some issues where the gate has confiscated their card because it's expired or whatever. Sure. And they give them their MP report or their little report saying it was taken, and they send them straight to us. We might not necessarily be able to get you right then because right. it could be a system issue. could be we're full. We can't. We just can't. Yeah. So don't don't risk it. Yeah. The options are there. The numbers are there. Get in here and let's get it taken care of. Yeah. Plan ahead. 
Don't right. don't let that card get confiscated. You definitely don't want that. Right. Well, thank you so much, Kim. And everybody, we will be right back after this message. Are you seeing a lot more soldiers than normal on post at places like the Exchange Food Court, Wynn Army Community Hospital, and the Central Issue Facility, or CIF? Several hundred National Guard soldiers arrived at Fort Stewart and will be here through the next several weeks. These soldiers are on their way home to their families. Before they go home, they must complete the demobilization process here. This influx of soldiers will affect medical care wait times on post, and you will see increased foot traffic at on-post facilities. We thank you for your patience as Fort Stewart continues its mission as a mobilization force-generating installation, demobilizing the National Guard soldiers who deployed to our southwest border. Hey, hey, Fort Stewart, it's Kevin Larson with the continuation of this week's podcast, talking all about ID cards. And I'm here with Lieutenant Colonel Gene Caterino. He is the DES Director and Commander of the 385th MP Battalion here on Fort Stewart. And he's going to talk to us about what happens when your ID card gets taken away at the gate. So, sir, I understand that things have changed a little bit with ID cards now that we're getting out of COVID. What can you tell us about the upcoming changes with ID cards at the gate? So the upcoming changes at the gates, as of 31 October 2021, uh, DHR, uh, in coordination with DHR, we're actually enforcing the policy that if they're expired, we will start confiscating the ID cards in order to uh, make sure the security and uh, safety of the installation. When it's confiscated, what happens at the gate? Does the MP or the security guard or the borrowed military manpower, what do they do then once that ID card is confiscated? So if the ID card is confiscated at the gate, what's going to happen is they'll obviously be able to check in the AA system if they're still allowed access on the installation if they live there. If they do live at the installation, they'll be allowed on to go to the residence and hopefully continue to follow on with an appointment to DHR to get the new ID card. If they live off post, we'll ask a couple of questions to see if they're actually going to their appointment to get an ID card process that day. If they are, we'll issue a one-day pass to where they can get on the installation, get over to DHR facilities, get their new ID card, and, and the problem is, is solved for the continuation of a, a gate access. So it sounds like there's a little bit of leeway, but is there a continuing grace, or is it like you're issued one pass and that's it, or what's the deal there? Do, do people do people tell you their ID card's expired and then MPs just let them in continuously, or are we saying, no, that's it? You got your pass, get your appointment. That is the whole point of the confiscation of the ID card. You'll get the one pass and kind of the leeway at that day to kind of have the ability to go get a, a new ID card. Uh, due to uh, COVID's appointments were kind of constricted, you know, which we allowed previous expired ID cards to kind of go beyond their expiration date. However, with the uh, DHR improving their systems, also on the virtual side, to be able to apply for a new uh, ID card, we're not offering that, that grace any ex extenuating circumstances past the 31 October uh, when they come on. If they come on to November, the day that they have their appointment, their ID card will be confiscated at the gate. They'll still get their pass and, and continue on to their appointment so they can get their new ID card. Yeah, Molly talked to the ID card section chief all about the new virtual system. Sounds great. You can take your own picture. Multiple goes of taking your picture if you don't like your picture. Molly admitted she looks like a prisoner on her CAC, so good stuff. You're issued that one-day pass. You can't get an appointment with the ID card section that day to get your ID card. What happens then? So one thing we can do is we'll work with DHR to find out when you're actually going to have your scheduled appointment, and we will type up a pass uh, endorsed by DES and have you be able to still come and go to the installation during that time. But you will not have uh, your DOD uh, ID card during that period. Can someone also sponsor you to get on post? You can be sponsored. Anybody, uh, a DOD ID card holder with a, with, within the uh, not expired can sponsor anybody to come on post, yes. And while I have you, I'm going to take advantage of this question because we always get it on Facebook all the time. You guys see it on your Facebook page. We see it on our Facebook page. What is the current visitor policy for 
sponsoring someone or getting a long-term pass. The current visitor policy is if anybody, any current DOD ID card holder can sponsor anyone or a family 48 hours on base in order to come on the installation. They show up to a VCC, apply for the 48-hour pass, it's granted, they pass a background check, they're allowed to come on post. The extended passes have to be still endorsed by the chain of command, and we highly encourage everyone to go on to our portal page on, online, visit our VCC, and actually do the online pass request, because we understand some units, where they've been kind of going on and being back into the, in, getting into training, some of the, the paperwork shuffle does get a little delayed, where the virtual instantly goes to our VCC, we reach out to the unit, then five working days they'll be able to have an answer back uh, with the endorsement in order to come on post. Uh, and those can be the extended, way to pa extended, extended passes are also given for child care uh, and for medical uh, care. So if a service member requires long-term medical care and they live on the installation, they can apply for a pass for a non-DOD affiliated person to be able to come and go uh, and offer that child care. That has to be endorsed uh, by the chain of command and also the garrison. Okay. So I, I've seen this, this is like a one-off situation, maybe not so much a one-off situation, but someone doesn't necessarily have a chain of command, they're a retiree living on post, they need that child care option. How would they get their extended pass? What chain of command would they go to? Reach out to us on uh, Facebook, the Director of Emergency Services, and we will be their uh, interface with, with Garrison uh, to be able to, to sign their passes and get that approved. Perfect. Well, sir, do you have anything else to add to close the, it out? No, the one of the things with the uh, wonderful improvements with DHR and the ID card processing virtually and being able to submit some photos and everything else to get their ID card done is actually helping us improve our ways to do virtual passes online as well uh, to come to the installation to where you can almost show up. Once you do the online portion, you show up at the gate and your pass is essentially done for you. Uh, that's why we're really pushing the online version. Uh, of course, we don't have the photo capability just yet, but when we get there, it should be able to quickly match face with the photo that we already printed, give your pass and in, on the installation you go, opposed to potentially waiting 10 to 15 minutes or 20 uh, at, our, at our VCC. Snazzy. Sounds good. All right, sir. Well, thanks for joining me on this edition of the MARN Report. It's been great chatting with you about the ID cards and the new way ahead forward with keeping things safe here on Fort Stewart. And, folks, we hope you listen again soon. This has been Kevin Larson signing off.